Welcome back to the Third Wheel Podcast. I am Caleb. Chaps. Oh, man, that was beautiful. <laughs> well, Chaps, we have to continue our discussion because we didn't do it last week's episode on sequelitis. Sequelitis. Okay, it's very fatal. It's been very diagnosable. Please. Very treatable if caught early. Remind the audience of the symptoms. <laughs> Actionized sequel. Art shift sequel. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Now, all right, guys. Sequelitis is movies that are the second entry in a franchise that were terrible for a number mm-hmm. of reasons we went over. Right. They recast the main character for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's the same guy. Or they make up a brand new character, but he looks similar to the first guy. They dumb it down for the children, the dumb. younger audience. Mm-hmm. Or they just do the, the entire same movie all over yeah, again. Yeah, same movie over again. Ghostbusters has a history of that. Bigger is better. Home Alone, Home Alone, Home Alone 2. Alone Okay, and but I, I, I managed to think of a few other uh, you know movies that did the same thing yeah. but we went over tropes so this yes. week we're going over tropes we only managed to cover like one or two this time mm-hmm. or i mean last time so this time we're going to be covering more of them mm-hmm. okay so i kind of want to just go in order i suppose but let's see well there's there's a ton we're not going to get through all these <laughs> ain't no, gonna happen but it's great yeah you're on tv tropes yeah, TV Tropes. Is that dot .com? Yeah. Dot, no, dot .org. Ooh. Oh, oh organization. Huh? Oh, my goodness. How about that? They got money. <laughs> <laughs> Wahoo! <laughs> All right. First one. Actionized sequel. The sequel is more action-packed. You know, what movie comes to mind? Gremlins 2. See, I haven't seen any of them, so I can't really relate it's to not, you on that. Not a bad movie, but definitely more action-packed. Um, Home Alone 2 is like that. Die, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Die Hard 2 actually does get more action-packed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that one. I have. Yep. Yeah. That's why I, mean. that's, that's I brought it up. They have, like, a, they have airplanes. <laughs> don't hate me, but I actually think I like Die Hard 2 more than Die Hard. I died harder while watching it. <laughs> I'm dying right now. <laughs> um, I'm inside up. Okay. That's a, that's a hard one to take in. Don't get me wrong. I like Die Hard 2. I still watch it. You know... Not as frequently, but like every once in a while, I'll put it on. But <laughs> you like it more? I mean, like, good yeah. for you. I don't, what do you like about it more? I'm I probably curious. need to rewatch. I watched it when I was like 19. So I'm thinking if I rewatch both of them, I probably would change my mind. I know the first one is bigger. Original, like, it's, it, no, but, two is bigger. Yeah. Now, I'm just saying that's the example I would come up with for actionized sequel. Okay. Big, bigger. Okay. <laughs> It's a side note that I liked it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you don't have to take what I say as fact. <laughs> opinions and viewpoints offered in this podcast are the, solely the opinions of the hosts mm-hmm. and don't reflect the brand and company as a whole. Exactly. <laughs> so please don't shoot me. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of movies that go more action heavy, I feel like have a benefit, like an edge, like Terminator 2 went more action heavy. Mm-hmm. Most more successful. Well, it also Pirates had of the Caribbean something. got more action heavy. Those movies, I feel like, has something they wanted to say. Yeah. Yes, there was more action. You're talking oh. about just a throwaway sequel. Yeah. Right? I don't know if uh, many examples of like throwaway sequels that get more because typically you need a bigger budget to get more action based, yeah. and these movies don't have near the budget of the original film. So it's kind of hard to say. Really, that's a good point. So mm-hmm. let me look up the maybe Jurassic Park too because they go in the city in that one, right? Yeah. But they only put one T-Rex in there. Hold on. Die oh, Hard. Only one T-Rex, huh? Die Hard 1 budget. I kind of need to verify this. Let me see. They probably had more of a budget for two. That's I'm what I'm talking, saying. I'm talking about those. Well, You but, can't go bigger, though, without the budget, unless you're like The Walking Dead. That's what I'm saying. But show, most of the time, show, but... 
But most of the time, I feel like when they do go bigger, typically it's not as bad. Like it's not like Die Hard Two is not a bad movie by any means. No, I, like I said, I like the. But I'm thinking one. about what kind of movie, what sequel went bigger and better, but like wasn't nearly as good as the first one, if even good at all. Well, we talked about Ghostbusters last time. Let me see. Let me look at the Ghostbusters one because I think they went bigger. They did. So let's see. They went. Uh, but do they have to, a, do they have the budget for it though, or do they have budget cuts? So Ghostbusters one. I don't think that's how it worked back then. I think they just got more budget if it made like it was a hit. Budget was twenty five million. Now let's see Ghostbusters two here. Twenty five million. They probably had a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you. Thirty, yeah, thirty to forty million. Yeah. Oh, what a waste of money that was. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've seen it. Like it's fifty fifty. Yeah, I can't think of any. That jumps out at me that comes to mind where I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, they had a... There's got to be a horror movie out there that, like, sucked really bad because it, like, went bigger. Because I got a bigger budget, you know? Probably think of any of the Conjuring movies, yeah. you know? But Conjuring 2 oh, is Paranormal really Paranormal Activity is a good one. Okay. They Let's went bigger. And they did go bigger. Because they had a much bigger budget than the first film because that was, like, a budget of a cheese sandwich. Yeah. And then the second one, they were like, oh, my gosh, this makes so much money. And then the second one, I hear it was okay, but, like, not as good as the first one. Yeah. And it just kind of went a bit worse and worse after. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Okay, that, that's that trope. Action nice sequel. Those are some mm-hmm. good examples. You know, they just like more action. Yeah. Uh, a, a franchise that does that well is John Wick. Oh yeah, all the John Wick movies got better, better, better. More they just made their scenes yeah. longer. <laughs> more stars, more cat. Yeah. Like and just bigger action sequences. You know, more cars getting destroyed than just his. Yeah. <laughs> like. Hmm. I think they blew most of their budget on the car that was stolen. If I'm being honest with you. <laughs> really? Oh, probably because that- yeah. I just I'm rewatching John Wick one now. I'm like, this is a much smaller movie. Very than the rest. It's like, tiny. so small. Yeah, that car they destroyed is probably where all the budget went. <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna skip a couple, but artifact title. When a title relates to the first story but not to the sequels, we brought up the Blair Witch and Blair mm-hmm. Witch Two: Book of Shadows. That's, right. that's a big one. Had nothing to do with the original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does anything else come to mind when you think of that? It has the title, but it has nothing to do. Nothing to do with the original. We kind of wish um, they'd do that with Back to the Future. Like keep the yeah, title, but do a different that. story. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. there, I'm sure that there's got to be a ton where they they just took the title, but it had nothing to do with anything. Uh, Home Alone Three. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not even Kevin anymore. I know. So, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, Home Alone. But, but it's the same premise. You know what I mean? Wait, there's a Home Alone movie where he's not even at home. What is it? Uh, taking back the... <laughs> taking back the... I mean, all the Disney ones um, are... Oh, Disney ones? Like, this directed DVD, directed movie or VHS or whatever? Direct to Disney Plus. <laughs> direct to... Because there, oh. there's Home Alone. There's a, there's a Home Alone movie. Right. It, it kept buzz from the original. Yes. Yeah, but it, but that's that's the only actor I think. Yep, that's it. I don't think Macaulay probably didn't. He didn't even want to do it. I bet. No, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, they could. They didn't even make the criminals criminals. They were just it was just big misunderstanding. I'm like, that's so lame. Is that what? Is that the actual movie? <laughs> no. So legitimately, really? Yeah. So Kevin or whatever his name is, British British kid. He has a. He's t- a British kid. Yeah, he's a British. Kid. Oh no! Well, he's a British kid from <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. That one. Big, oh yeah, yeah, the chubby yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, I remember. He's a good actor. Why does he got to be chubby? I'm just kidding. Because he, <laughs> he is fat. Because I'm describing him, Caleb. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, that is a real characteristic. Yes. <laughs> with, with what he has. Thank you for citing the audience on me like that. So This guy is not a body positive person. <laughs> no. I need a new co-host, guys. I'm taking application. Definitely. <laughs> That'd be wild. That'd so be no, anyway. So Kevin, he's just, um, he's a kid who accidentally got like a, no, Someone who lives with him, I'm I'm blanking a little bit. I think his brother or his cousin 
stole a toy from like a very valuable toy from this couple that wanted to sell it for money. But like they're good people and they've never done anything wrong before. But they're like, well, we gotta just steal it. Well, you know, I'll just steal it. And they literally like break in the house. But they're like good people and they're like comedians. But you're seeing them get like, you know, ripped to shreds the entire movie. And it's kind of weird because like they're not bad people. They're just like trying to do this one thing. And it was just weird because like it wasn't Home Alone. You know, like that's not what Home Alone is. You wanna feel bad or no, you wanna feel good about, you know, the kid fighting back, you know, and all these traps like the two criminals from the first movie, they were devious. They wanted to murder that but child. But this one, they're just trying to literally get their property back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're stolen property. They're stolen property. What a way to alienate the audience. You're not even rooting for the main guy. Exactly. I bet you that's in one of these, you know. Yeah. B-team sequel, unless your team takes over production of the sequel. I'm sure that's every sequel. Every sequel that sucks has the B-team takeover. Like, yeah, they, they get the probably. guy that oh, did hair. I mean, not every time, but... Like, I'm thinking of, like, these animation movies that have the original director, original artist that sticks along, and it's not as good. Like, Don Bluth did have, had a few duds, actually. I think even some sequel duds. But then you can tell, like, The Secret of Nim, like, one of his mm. best films, the sequel is, like, freaking old Disney cartoon quality, you know, like, where obviously he just took off. It has nothing to do with the original, so that's one of them. But, like... I don't know. I guess you would always get the B team, but like usually one or two people would stick along just so they could put the name on it. Right. And yeah. that, yeah, that kind of goes back to the artifact title. One, yeah. You know, I'm kind of liking these. Like mm-hmm. the, the one we talked about last time, Bag of Spilling, the video oh, yeah. video game sequel, a character won't keep what they've collected in the previous game. Yeah. Kratos is the biggest offender of such a thing where yeah. the first one, he has such cool weapons. Mm-hmm. And then the next game, like, I mean, I don't, they, they had to make. You know, new ones. You know what I mean. But it's yeah. just like, where did all this other stuff go? It's still a better. It's a better example. I think I said this last time, but yeah. like, it's still a better um, reason than Samus. She just gets bonked on the head and she just <laughs> drops everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need it. We needed a scene where Kratos like gets bumped and he like drops everything. Just oopsie. Yeah, he's like he drops all his stuff. There was one Metroid game where she literally just left everything on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this. No, no. I'm just going to take a stroll. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, next one. Breather episode. An installment that goes lighter and softer, even denser and wackier, especially when following a Wham! episode. I don't know what the heck a Wham! episode a is. I'm going to say Wham! episode is like, holy crap, stuff is hitting the fan. Oh, you're right, because that would make sense, because like, the Wham! would be like, oh my god, that character just died, and the Breather yeah. would be like the aftermath. Yeah, very next oh, I like, episode I like is, those episodes. The very next episode, they go on Beach episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a different category. That's in the filler category. Yeah. I, I want to ask you, do you know what a bottle episode is? No. Interesting concept. Most people don't like it, but it actually is great. Myself for, included. But the, uh, the upside to that is character development, deep character development. A good example is in Breaking Bad, the fly episode is Vince Gilligan actually labeled it as the, a bottle episode. It's when you put two characters who are usually like open-ended in one contained space the entire episode. Mm-hmm. If you start thinking about it, there's a lot of shows that actually do this yeah. episode once per series usually. And they do it once. Yeah. Where they stick two characters together and they just – they either are surviving or they're waiting on something for the entire episode, 20, 30, 40 minutes, however long, and they actually start like opening up to each other and developing as characters. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it, right. but I mean, it the does fly is, actually add. That episode you're talking about, The Fly, is like highly regarded is as the, the most worst diver- episode. Is the most diverse, I would say diverse episode of the Divisive. series. Because mm-hmm. I actually think it was really well crafted sure. as a bottle episode. It actually yeah. did its job really well. Yeah. but. I'm never gonna watch it twice. <laughs> right. Nobody nobody likes it. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you, you can, in a sense, you can skip it. You didn't miss anything. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. But like like you said, 
So yeah, it does the bottle episode formula well, mm. except nobody. nobody so that's the thing. It. <laughs> it's a very interesting concept. I don't yeah. think he would have done it again. Well, no. well, he's very like in his ways, so maybe. Yeah. But like, I feel like he wouldn't have done it again if he could have done it. Well, again, I was gonna but... say I don't think Better Call Saul has any of those episodes. No, every well, episode. Just... You could argue it was the desert, but even then, things were happening. Like he was still yeah, walking. And right. Things he had to drink his own pee. <laughs> and things happened around him. Like they yeah. cut back to like you know Kim yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. So bottle episode is you do not leave this one contained space. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of either, unfortunately. Sure, but I'd like to say I'm an artist and I'm just like, I could see beyond, you know, what other people can see, but nah. So, Breather episode. I can't think of a movie that's done it. I can think of shows that kind of. Oh, like a movie that d- displays something that, with the aftermath of something terrible that's happened. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, we're going lighter tone. We're going blah, blah, blah. I don't, well, I don't think that's what it means. Breather is like the, it gives you a moment to breathe after something that big just happened sure but it says an installment that goes lighter and softer or even denser and wackier especially when following a wham episode yeah i don't know if you can do that with movies maybe not mm-hmm. the you could almost say you might disagree with me on this mm. i would say empire to return of the jedi i thought of that too that went darker which was already a dark film to five with empire six went darker than five really oh yeah I don't know because dude, the, really think about it. The okay. wham part is the the wham part is yeah. haunt, them losing. Yeah, they <laughs> lost hard. They lost twice, yeah. so they lost the and face the, at the very the beginning. Big revelation. Yeah, the big revelation, and also they got their butts kicked. And then, yeah. like at the very end, though, it has kind of like a moment of hope, right? Sure. Episode six, skip all the Jabba part because that didn't actually contribute to well, much. That, that, well, that's what I'm saying is like that's the lighter part. The yeah, that's, that's the lighter part. But I'm talking about later on when you get to Endor. The dread that Luke has realizing that his father is here and that there's this weird tension between them. He knows what he has to do, but he doesn't know quite how he's going to do it. The conflict that Vader is feeling and all the way up to the Emperor's throne room where he's pitting father and son against each other. And you get these heavy emotions. Luke loses himself. He's literally trying to kill his father. His father is threatening to take his sister, you know, Mm -hmm. like... Oh my god, and the the music is perfect, and this darker lighting, like oh my gosh, it feels so dreadful. Like it goes so freaking dark, really quickly. I hear you, but Empire doesn't really like. It's dark, yeah. but it's not right. like Yoda dies in six, dude. Like legitimately, all the dark stuff happens in six. But there's a lot, but people kind of forget it because of the Jabba stuff. I guess if you if you forget Ewoks. about and Ewoks. the Ewoks, yeah, that's the thing. That's there's what, a scene where three peels like, oh my god, that stuff <laughs> holds the film. down. I mean, I still love those, but like it still holds the film down because like there are so many amazing elements in six yeah. that are like super adult, super heavy, and super hitting. Um, that I still think about like every once in a while it gives me goosebumps. Sure. Like legitimately. Luke saying never, and then and striking then, yeah. his father. I'm like, that gives me, yeah. Really you know, that's stuff. what I'm saying. I knew we disagree on that, but yeah, to yeah, me, that's true. what I think of. Here, here's a, but I think this is a better example. Yeah. Uh, Endgame. I'm sorry. Infinity War to Endgame, the Avengers movies. Yeah. Okay. If it, you can't go darker than Infinity War, they just like that's the empire of the Avengers. They lost. I feel like the first people died. I feel like the first hour or two of Endgame was the breather. It was that dread of the characters right. moping and doping around yeah. until they had the big solution. Well, well, even then, the part where they're sitting around talking about, okay, so where's the stone at this point? Like, they're sitting around joking, like, hey, so Thor, what do you think? Infinity you fell asleep in the chair. Infinity War would be a wham. Yeah. Classified as a wham. And then, and then, then Endgame would be, well, first part of quarter, first end. That's, that's, well, that, that scene's always longer than I always anticipate, but it is definitely like the breather. Yeah. 
when so, they're just like they're in therapy and they're yeah, group therapy, right. you know, yeah. talking about like the loss. Yeah, but even then it gets goofy too. It gets really yeah. goofy. So that's what I'm saying. Like that's the breather. Now, the, yeah, of course, the ending is the conclusion yeah. and it goes back to dark or whatever. Tony Stark dies. Mm-hmm. Sorry, spoilers. Oops. But like, you know what I mean? But that's the breather. Uh, another thing that comes to mind, the old, you ever watch the old Incredible Hulk cartoon? I love it so much. Mm-hmm. It's it's so the first season is so good. Yeah, it deals with Hulk and Banner hating each other. There's a scene where Hulk is looking his in in his reflection in like a stream, mm-hmm. and as he's about to come, he's looking at himself and he's about to calm down. And as he's shrinking down, he sees himself turning into Bruce Banner, who he hates. He hates Banner, p- uh, puny weak Banner. Yeah. And as he's turning into Banner, he realizes, oh shoot, I am Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. So he gets mad and he starts punching at the water and he turns to Hulk again. And then like it's so dark, mm-hmm. it's so like it's tough. Like it, it deals with self hatred. Oh yeah. Too dark for WB. So, oh, geez. Yeah. Dude, I mean, if you watch the Batman animated series, like, right. it's, it's right. like that same category. Yeah, and so season two, I'd call it a breather season because they, <laughs> they call it the Incredible Hulk, and then they add a little and She-Hulk. And so they put they made She-Hulk a prominent character. Nice. <laughs> so it had some good episodes season two, mm-hmm. but overall, everyone agrees, like, the, the tone was pretty much ruined. So, yeah. you know. I don't know. I, for one, love the wham to breather effect because, mm-hmm. like, I love just, like, those real life moments when you know, like something ha- happens and the characters like need to figure out how they're going to deal with their emotions yeah. and like loss usually is a big contributor to it or just a change in tone. And then the breather is in them just getting back to themselves usually. Mm-hmm. Um, now, sure. when you we talked talking about earlier with the beach episode filler episodes. Yeah, that's what's different. your least favorite and favorite filler episode in any TV show? I really have to think about that because I typically don't like filler at yeah. all. And let me just like classify what filler is. Filler yeah. is something that does not contribute to the overarching right. story. It's simply there to fill out a season so that they can have an, enough episodes to make a season. Yeah, it does not mean nothing happens that contributes. Yeah. Well, okay. So a lot of people will miss um, misorganize like a lot of Star Wars episodes right. as filler, like Mandalorian episodes as filler. Yeah. If there's character development, that's not filler. Right. If filler is nothing changes, yeah. nothing happens. It's just to expand the season. Yeah. Um, I don't think, you know, everyone loves to just throw the, the freaking filler card out nowadays, but when it, back when it meant something, you know? See, I don't know. Cause I, I don't think I've ever liked filler. And I, I keep thinking back to anime. Yeah. I'm watching one piece right now where actually I'm watching the abbreviated version. Oh, nice. And it, it cuts out the filler and I'm my, thankful. because f- Yeah. Sometimes it's incomplete. Right. So we got to go back to Crunchyroll and watch actual mm-hmm. episodes and there's like seven minutes of new stuff per episode mm-hmm. out of a 30-minute episode because they just put out so much padding. Right. You know? And then there's filler arcs, which I definitely don't appreciate. Oh, yeah. Y- you know what I mean? Uh, anime, that happens a lot. Yeah. Now, my favorite and least favorite are actually in the same show. Okay. It's The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Great Divide, season one, I think. Oh, yeah. When, like, they have to escort these two rivaling factions, these rivaling clans. Through the Great Divide, which is like a dangerous path full of bandits and dangers and stuff. Uh, the filler part is because they got through the Divide for whatever reason. I don't even know why they had to go through this, but they just did, right? Yeah. They get to the Divide and Ong, bas- Ang, sorry, Shyamalan got <laughs> Thanks, to me. Shyamalan, ding dong. Ang was, basi- was basically like, okay, I'm going to sell this right now because he was tired of them fighting. He basically went to the history. He's like, I'm 100 years old. I know exactly what happened to your clans. It was all a big misunderstanding, essentially. Yeah. Um, and you actually, there was no war to begin with. And they're like, oh my God, you're right. We can be friends at the very end. Katara is like, oh my God, Aang, you, that's very, very mature of you, you yeah. know? And she, he was like, actually, I made it all up. I yeah. just lied. Yeah. That was like, and then they were laughing it off. I'm like, 
that's a big betrayal to all their characters and also <laughs> yeah. they didn't learn anything and right. change at all. That's a that's a bad filler. A good filler though. Yeah, let me I think I know what you're going to. Oh, you probably okay. yeah, let, yeah, me, yeah. let me predict here. So, I'm glad you brought up Last Airbender cuz Yeah. The, the the cartoon. Okay. Let's let's clarify here. That is the only form of Avatar I know and ever will be, right? Mm, yeah. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to episode 2. <laughs> but no. Uh, are you, so are you referring to the theater episode? Yes. Okay, so Good Filler was a theater episode where they're watching everyone get ripped off and parodied. Yeah. They cast the tiny little girl as a big, strong man, <laughs> you know? But it was... it was. Why would you say it's good, though? Right, because it takes place really close or right before the big finale, yep. which is a good breather. Sure. But also, it serves as not only a comedic, you know, shift, but also, like, you know, that's the breather part. It serves as a great reminder because it's not only just showing you you know, just like funny interpretations of characters. It's recapping you on all the big important things that's happened in a very clever way. And at the very end, it actually kind of adds a little bit more to Aang's character because at the very end, it's revealed that this whole play is put on by the Fire Nation, that it's propaganda for the Fire Nation's success. Mm -hmm. So Aang Aang gets like this revelation, holy crap, these people are voting for my demise. They wanted my demise, and Mm -hmm. I actually might die in this. Yeah, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. That's at the tail end of this, though. But the whole time, they're just kind of like laughing and goofing. And, you know, they share some emotions, a little bit character building throughout it, but it serves as a big recap before the grand finale. I'm like, that is perfect. (laughs) That is beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, genius, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there was, and here's the thing, the second show, uh, Legend of Korra, had almost arguably an even worse filler episode, otherwise known as a clip show. Do you know what a clip show is? No. A clip show is essentially, a lot of sitcoms do it, where they have like 100 episodes or whatever, they will show the best of Mm. all the different episodes. That's all a clip show is. Legend of Korra, and the animators literally came on and said, we had to put this episode out, we had nothing else. Yeah. They did a clip show recap where it was like storyboard style, showing like, all the characters talking about, oh, my God, remember when this happened? It was basically like the great couch gag episode <laughs> where Peter's like, remember the time? And like it was that the entire episode. Uh, remember the time we did this? And it was like little pics, pictures of them doing the things they're talking about. Oh, and no. it was like it was terrible. That's and they fair. said, yeah, it was the worst episode ever, but they had to put it out. Oh, they okay. were forced to do it by Nickelodeon, whoever. Like, um, Because like and I, I guess they didn't have enough content or something to put out. For the right for full season, God forbid we make a shorter show that says a lot more. <laughs> you have to you have to look up the story, but because like the creators yeah. are not proud of it at all. But like that's an even like almost worse one. Yeah, uh, the Great Divide because Great Divide actually harms the characters. The clip show is just a clip show. Like, yeah, everyone hates a clip show. Right. Okay. Well, moving on from that one. Yeah, that was a good discussion, but we got several hundred more tropes to go through mm. by the end of <laughs> this episode. Let's see here. Capcom, are you familiar with Street Fighter? Yep. Capcom sequel stagnation. When a game gets released many times with small changes between versions. A good example of this, which you know, you may not even have heard of it, but the Dynasty Warriors series. Dude, I love Dynasty yeah. Warriors. But but that's Sega though. Yeah, but it, but the, the trope is like because Capcom made it popular. Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? But the trope is Capcom sequel stagnation. Dynasty Warriors oh, has see. entry, 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 and Dude, they don't I really change that Dynasty much. Warriors, but <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, because yeah. it's such a fun formula. But yeah. yeah. Dude, you could just go Madden. That's even that's right. even worse example because they literally don't change anything. Dynasty Warriors makes like little changes, but like Madden doesn't do anything. In fact, they use like old assets from mm-hmm. like games like three years ago just to put something together. Right, right. Um, but you know and, what I'm talking about then. So. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's a big, that's a good one. Let's see. I kind of want one where like a series takes itself starts to take itself too seriously. 
I'm sure we'll get like, there. Like I'm thinking about Kingdom Hearts. Like the first one was a kind of a like whatever, and it was like fun hard or whatever. And then like they took themselves way too seriously going forward. Resident Evil did that as well. <laughs> Changing of the Guard, a sequel which features or focuses on different characters from the original artwork. Force Awakens. Huh? Force Awakens, Changing the Guard, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Way in like a Passing of the Torch. I was thinking they take a a character that was like in the side. And was like, you know, now he's the main character. You oh, know? I would hate that. And they pass it on to someone that... <laughs> that sounds awful. So I think... Have you seen any of the uh, Insidious... Not in, is it not Insidious? What's the other big franchise that's not The Conjuring? Maybe it is Insidious. It's, it's one of those two, right? I thought so, but there's... There, there's another one that's very close. What's one? It's a, those you, are two big players. Do you remember the Darth Maul-looking demon... That was Insidious. That is Insidious? That is okay. Insidious. So Insidious, the fourth movie, they take a side character, and she's the main character of this one. She brings her sons in. They're yeah, also yeah, yeah. ghost hunters. So that's what I think of when it's changing of the guard. Oh, but see. you would argue it's like the soft reboot type thing where they're passing it on to the next generation. Nowadays, I think that context makes way more sense. Yeah. Because people are obsessed with seeing that passing of the torch, I think. Or yeah. corporations want are obsessed with that, essentially, because yeah. they want to keep the same magic, but like lazily. Just like... Yeah. Oh look, your old favorite characters are uh, condoning this, so yeah. that means like you know we're in the right, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think the old way of doing it was definitely like just pick a side character or something yeah, like and that, then or just, just like boom. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. Cliffhanger wall. Instead of moving forward in the timeline, a series of franchise spends a few entries doing interquels and prequels instead, usually disregarding a sequel hook in the process. So, you seen Twin Peaks? Mm-mm. Twin Peaks very much ends on a cliffhanger from season two to season three. Okay. Okay. And the movie came out and they were thinking like, okay, it's going to tie into the, this big cliffhanger. Yeah. And no, it was a full on prequel. And it, it oh. and it was a movie that told the, basically the story of the show, what happened, the mystery, but through the eyes of the person, the victim. And so everyone was disappointed, oh, <laughs> you know? Gotcha. So instead of finishing the story, they were like, let's go backwards and give somebody a story now, over time, the movies gain more appreci- appreciation. But yeah. back then, they were like, "Let's get, let's tell a story nobody wants to hear." Right. But eventually, <laughs> they, they came out with another season. They, they oh, did, like okay. thirty years after the fact. Wow. But you know, anyway, cliffhanger wall. You're thinking you're going to get a sequel, finishing like, the story. Nope. Like, nope, we're going backwards. Nope. Yeah. Let's see. Contested sequel. When fans disagree among themselves about the quality and or canon status of a sequel. Star Wars, mm. the whole sequel trilogy. Now everyone's like, not canon. They're wait. Here's how bad it gets. They're waiting on Ahsoka to go to the edge of the Force and accidentally rewrite history. I'm telling you, though, not that they would ever, ever. It's not going to happen. Never I agree. Do never. It. never However, all the crap they're doing with Marvel, it yeah. almost seems plausible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do y'all do you, y'all didn't see how the Marvels ended? But they're they're yeah. so late. We talked about this multiverse and why it's lazy. Right. They are being so lazy with this that that they are literally going to open another dimension in Secret Wars and just have the X Men clash with the Marvel universe mm-hmm. and be like, oh, now the X Men are here. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and almost because here's the thing. Yeah. I didn't like it in Rebels when they did it, but they did introduce time travel. Yeah. And they could very easily bring that back with Ahsoka. It was her uh, one of her big arcs, or yep. Ezra's arc, actually. They could so easily bring back Legends characters or mm-hmm. just like rewrite the future, because currently 
none of the shows that have come out are alluding to the First Order, like, at all. Right. Or, like, anything to do with yeah. that. They're talking about the, like, Ahsoka comes, comes closest, I guess, or Mandalorian does. But, like, really, they're going in kind of their Filoni direction, the Filoni verse, as they yeah. call it. So either they're going to completely ignore it or they're going to do something that's, like, really small, well, like, allude a, to it. Maybe, it's such but. a big time gap because the, the sequels take place yeah. however many years but after you, the Return of the Jedi. But you know Jedi. if the sequels were more successful, there'd be hints of it everywhere in right. these new, in these oh, new yeah, series, yeah, 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 like, yeah. everywhere. But, like, uh, they, they'd have introduced the Knights of Ren, oh, yeah, like, absolutely. all sorts of stuff. Like, Snoke would be somewhere sitting in a floating tank, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. But but that's the thing. But But... You know, Ahsoka takes place like 10 years or seven years after the Return of the Jedi, something like that, whereas the First Order, the sequel trilogy, takes place 40 years after Return right. of the Jedi. So I that, keep hearing that um, Mandalorian, the next season, quote-unquote, Mandalorian is going to be a movie. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's, that's a rumor if it's confirmed, but like right. that, Filoni said that, or Favreau, whoever, said that the end of Mandalorian will basically lead into the new series, yeah. but who knows what that actually right. means. And, you know, you're right, but... Yeah, is what it is. But again, they're going to bring... I bet you anything that Filoni's going to bring back that freaking time travel gimmick again in the Ahsoka season two. Well, that's what everyone's speculating was like. They're, she's going to somehow find a way to undo the sequel trilogy. That's what that's what people are hoping for. Yeah, That was the whole thing with season one. Season one, everyone was like, that's what's going to happen. Oh, it's, they're, they're totally going to... I don't know. It's I not think it'll be something, but it won't be that nearly that big. Yeah. Like it's, They've right. sunk too much money into it. Like it's right. not gonna happen. Well, that's why every time you ask me is Snow White coming out, the answer is yes because they'd have to admit they messed up <laughs> and they're not gonna do it. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Disney but also, will I never thought, admit. I thought about this recently. I'm like, because I was watching videos of like kids at Disney World. I'm like, honestly, I hate. And it's not just Star Wars fans, but like right now, I was thinking, I was like, can I just shut up? Like. <laughs> These kids are at least enjoying it. You know, whether you hate it or not, that's fine. But, like, these kids are enjoying the sequel trilogy stuff. You know, like, that's their Star Wars right yeah. now. Like, Are they, and, though? Because they didn't make a lot of money. How no, many kids actually went? That's true. But <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about when I was a kid, you know, and I liked the prequels, and I got dunked on because I liked the prequels. And I yeah. felt ashamed for saying that. <laughs> I even like Jar Jar. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I don't want to do that to another – I don't want to do that to the next generation, you know? Like – and all these kids, you know, they're growing up a little bit now to where they can comprehend, you know, Force Awakens came out a while ago. So that they're old enough now to comprehend, like, opinions and stuff like that. And yeah. all they're hearing is that, you know, the last generation is just handing on their generation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't want to contribute to that. Yeah, you know, it's Star Wars, do, you know, Disney, do whatever the heck you want. I have my, you know, my headcanon. That's what I'm going to, you know, subscribe to. And that's all there is to it. Um, what? How much time do we have? About half an hour. Okay, I know this is kind of a sidebar. It's gonna be kind of a big one. Do you are you aware of the uh, Suicide Squad game that came out? Oh yeah. I feel like just for a story perspective, we need to talk about that a little bit. Well, I haven't watched the story yet online okay. now, but um, I, I have seen some spoilers. Do you want to know like kind of the basis of what happens? Sure. Okay. Spoiler alert for Suicide Squad kills the Justice yeah. League. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Spoilers. My co-host is about to spoil the whole thing for so, you. So uh, I actually did watch most of the cutscenes, but... Yeah, I'm going to. The Arkham series, you know, one of my favorite game series. Also, just like so many people's favorite, the Arkham games, you know, that have revolutionized so much of, you know, just like combat, you know, and storytelling and like what people are able to do. Started with Batman Arkham Asylum, then City, 
still love freaking City to Death. Like I love oh, City's City. so good. And Night, even, I even really liked Night. You I know? liked it, but it wasn't as good. <laughs> wasn't just City, but like I still really like Night. Yeah. Even I even like Origins, right? Yeah. But they're doing this setup every single game to like something huge, and it happens at the end of Arkham Knight. You don't even know what it is, mm-hmm. but it leaves the cliff, you know, cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Doors open, you know, to all, you know, whatever you wanted to do. Sure. And Suicide Squad kills the Justice League takes place in Arkham Universe. I got worried because I was like, it doesn't look like Arkham at all, but hey, you know, like maybe it'll just be like come a fun little nod, you know, and yeah. like an appreciation. No, it is legitimately the conclusion to the Arkham games. Yep. Like they make it so freaking clear. Mm-hmm. How do they do it? Oh, well, Nightmare Batman, who was introduced in Ar- the end of Arkham Knight. <sighs> I love that concept so much. Well, they <laughs> such an amazing concept. He uses yeah. freaking Scarecrow's fear toxin. Yep. To carry on the legend of Batman. Yeah. So he dumps that apparently sometime after that and decides to join the Justice League, comes back as Batman. <laughs> like he just joined the Justice League. He was like, sorry guys, just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Uh, and then that's fine, whatever the heck. Comics it's, do that all the time. It's years. You know what not, I mean? But I know. Comics do it. Don't, but don't, like, don't get me wrong. This is a continuing story. I'm I know. Just like, I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then Brainiac takes over and brainwashes all the Justice League yep. members. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, this is an interesting concept, including Batman. <laughs> right. And then the characters you play as, I get it. They're actually playing their characters quite well. They're being very quippy, but they have no like emotional connection to these True. characters that they're murdering. Yeah. They do end up killing every Justice League member. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they'd go for it, through with it, but they do actually they kill do. Mm-hmm. all of them, including Batman. In the most just <laughs> I saw. I saw what happened there. Humiliate like here's the thing. I'm not even opposed to Batman dying, but no. like not at all. literally Harley Quinn just makes a couple quips and shoots him in the face yep. with his hindsight mouth in his mm-hmm. back. I'm like, and it, she essentially shot the franchise in the face. Re- legitimately, everything you loved about the Arkham games gone. Like, and gone. here's the thing: Justice League in an Arkham Universe. That sounds amazing, but it's like, nah, we're just gonna make it. Like, that's the thing: they're just joking the whole time. Like, yep. it's like Marvel humor, kind of. Oh, James yep. Gunn kind of humor is probably what they're going for. The entire time, it never stops, and you never feel like an emotional weight. And then at the very end, towards the very end. They, well, not the Ford's end. They kind of introduced this multiverse <laughs> in the Arkham series. My favorite. <laughs> I'm but, just but, like, but that means it's not the same Arkhamverse where the no, games are. No, this cool. is the actual Arkham shh, shh, shh. multiverse. No, shut up. <laughs> Here's what they're gonna do. Yeah, they said they 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 tease it because they bring Lex Luthor from multiverse whatever right. Stupid. to this one. I was already pissed. I'm like, because they, they killed Lex Luthor. Oh my god, that's cool. No, just kidding. Multiverse Luthor. Yeah, it's like he's he's he has. He's Bro, like, how cool would it have been had the real Lex Luthor teamed up with the Suicide Squad? Yeah. That would have been awesome. But no. And you saw they added the season pass Joker, like a multiverse Joker. That like, was that, Oh, yeah, because that wasn't one of the biggest moments in all of Arkham series was right. Joker's death. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> multiverse Joker. He's back and he's not as cool. He's weaker. Like he's just yeah. like they even say in like his trailer, he's not like as wild as the last no. Joker. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good trait. How cool would it have been? Mm. Now games don't do this. Yeah. Okay. Th- th- this would be a this would be a tough one. Mm-hmm. How cool would it have been to use the Arkhamverse Joker? Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's playable up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. But since it's the Arkhamverse Joker, where he's so unpredictable, like yeah. he's, he's not a lesser. He is the Mark Hamill. Maybe not even Mark Hamill. But yeah. if we're gonna go the Arkhamverse route right. and it's gonna r- crap on the legacy of the games, yeah, let's go the route. Like let's let's mm-hmm. have that Joker be on the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry, the unalived Squad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm joking. Nice. But but have that happen. But have it to a certain point in the story where he get he just. <laughs> 
he goes crazy, and yeah. now he's a boss right. that the other team has to pick but up Caleb, where that's they left almost, off. That's almost slightly interesting. We can't yeah. do that. No. We have no to, we have so to. here's the thing. The Arkham series are like considered art to a lot of people with their story yep. alone. Mm-hmm. And it you is. know the characters, like the voice acting, everything. This game was a complete cash grab, and they didn't want it to be. Like this kind of corporations took over. Yeah. And it's a uh, games for service, it's a live service game, which means they wanted to continue for like years and years. Well, just like you know, draining money from you, essentially. Well, at the very end, when they they realize I'm telling you, this is the tail end of the game. They say, oh, my God, there's not one Brainiac. There's, I'm not joking, 13 Brainiacs. We got to beat them all. (laughs) And the game literally ends by them killing the first Brainiac and saying, well, we got to wait for the next 12. (laughs) You're joking. Not joking. 13 Brainiacs. The sentence comes out. There are 13 Brainiacs. How do we kill them all? And they're all multiverse Brainiacs. They're all multiverse Brainiacs. <sighs> and guess what? The Brainiac that they fight, the final boss of the game, you know what he does? He takes the form of Flash. And that's it. The boss you already beat. Really? The first boss you beat. He takes the form of Flash. Because apparently the rest of the Brainiacs are going to be different dark <sighs> versions of the Justice League you already fought. That's horrible. And people are thinking, oh, here's what they're going to do. They're going to undo the deaths of the Justice League at the very end. Yeah. Like, is exactly what they're going to do. Um, which is so freaking blatantly obvious. But in, even if they do, it doesn't matter. They killed the Justice League. You know, they killed yeah. Batman in like yeah. the worst way possible. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Like, it's so terrible. I mean, yeah. like, you know, I'm not going to let it get to me. I still have the Arkham games, you know, like those are so great. But I'm just like, and, and yeah. I love Arkham Knight Hank leaving on that note. Yeah. But How cool would it have been to fight Nightmare, Nightmare Batman? How cool would that yeah. have been? That would have been sick. Instead like, of like, never mind. <laughs> you could have made that concept. Crazy. I have friends now. I don't even hate the idea of a Suicide Squad game and the fact yeah. that they're killing Justice League. That's pretty cool. That was a great like, concept. But like... Executed very poorly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No. And luckily, everyone's saying it. That was not Kevin Conroy's last performance as Batman. Right. No. He's, he actually has some animated projects coming yeah, up. So like, and that's, that's perfect. Yeah. That's absolutely perfect. I'm just like... Did you see that um, they accidentally left a line in the game that spoiled who the next Suicide Squad member was? No. So there's a point when they fight Brainiac, which mm. I didn't know this, but thanks for telling me. Yeah. When I said it was just the Flash again. <laughs> there's a part where he says, "Nice try, Freeze." <laughs> <laughs> they forgot to cut that line out. So huh. guess who, guess who's coming in the season pass? Wow! <laughs> Hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. <laughs> so they were like, "Shoot!" So I, of course, hardcore. There are, there are groups, gamer groups, dedicated mm-hmm. towards crapping on a franchise, especially right. when a game comes out and it sucks. Starfield yeah. has this problem, too, where now there are oh, dedicated yeah. groups, people dedicated to finding flaws, so right. that someone was paying attention. There's a part where he's like, nice try, Freeze. Free. And so they're like, well, great. And You'll they, never save Nora, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they accidentally <laughs> spoiled that they're about to put Freeze in as a playable character. So it's dumb. Yeah. So yeah, just like yeah. <laughs> on the topic of tropes and stuff and just like yeah. diluting, you know, sequels and sequelitis, honestly. Man, like just well that well that was a subject of corporate greed, but also just talk about the game not, not just like hurting a franchise, but yeah. legitimately doing going out of your way to just ruin it. Yeah. Like why? You know, like I don't know, like again, if you want it to be in the Arkham Year at first, that's fine. Put like little references, you know, here and there, and like leave it up to interpretation, not sure. just this is what happened and why. Yeah. And then like there's a scene where um they find a hologram of Batman. It's Kevin Conroy 
doing one of his like famous speeches, you know, talking to the Bat family. I am the knight. And they just found they had just found Batman or Robin's mask, indicating that he killed the Bat family, which is crazy. Mm. But they think it's funny to fast forward and rewind his message over oh. and over again. Like they're just joking around. I'm like, yeah, that's what these characters would do, but it's right. not what the audience like is wanting right, right now. Yeah, like, we don't need to hear that. Yeah, you just told us that our favorite Batman games are no, <laughs> you know, they're null and void. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then the Suicide Squad come in and like, <laughs> let's keep hurting our fan base. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what killed right. the game because mm. the game debuted to half the numbers that Marvel's Avengers had. Did you see that? No. Yeah. That's awful. Marvel's Avengers was the same concept life service yeah. that was supposed to be added, have content added over time. People right. were supposed to keep playing. <laughs> Failed, shut down. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League debuted with half the player numbers. And Yikes. that was their peak, and now it's going, it's down. So we're not going to get the 12 other Brainiacs, <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> right, but um, like say that they said it with a straight face. Mm-hmm. No one even made a joke about there being thirteen brainiacs. It's just like thirteen brainiacs. That makes sense. Like <laughs> <laughs> dumb. Does anyone say? Here's dumb? the thing: in any other story, DC comic book Marvel story, they'd be like thirteen. How do we kill them all at once? No. Yeah. yeah. Let's train up. You know, we're yeah. gonna have to train really hard yeah. to kill every single one of them. We're gonna have to wait till season twelve to fight the thirteenth <laughs> one. You know, <laughs> so. Uh, but I'll tell you what killed the game was the live service model. Oh, yeah. If it was and just everyone knew that. Yeah, if, if it was, as soon as they revealed it. Because this game got leaked to crap, mm-hmm. you know? like So everyone knew what it was going to be way before it launched. That's why yeah. the player numbers were so low. Because everyone they, knew what it was going to be. And then they couldn't, they, they delayed the game for a year to fix it, quote unquote. But they, they couldn't. Yeah. Because the the basis of the game was life service, you can't right. just rem- you, you, you can't yeah you would need, you'd have to start over right you know what I mean so but yeah, no they could have made it just like a little spin off game but no they made it a main title yeah. that continues the story yeah. so that's passing of the torch for you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> first installment wins moving on a piece of media receives one or many sequels but the original is the one everybody loves and remembers like every film ever every yeah every <laughs> Ghostbusters every Home Alone. It, you know, all of it. Every with every sequel, everyone's like, not as good as the first one. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it's a darn shame. Everything. Yeah. Let's see. Ugh. Happy ending override. <laughs> sequel starts out with the previous victory negated and things much worse than when they began. Mortal Kombat two. The second movie, they killed Johnny Cage. <laughs> Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> I can't believe that's the one you went with. <laughs> it's the first one that came to mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, oh, I had I had one. Uh, Terminator, Terminator. Everything after Terminator Two, literally. I would say Terminator One ends on a happy note. It does end on a happy note. It doesn't. It's like a kind no, but, of like but Terminator Two does. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm sorry. You yeah. meant two to three. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're two right. to three. Two to what, what's the one we talked about to death? Uh, the, the one I didn't see, but it still tried to summarize. General analysis. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, dark fate. Dark. Fate. Literally dark fate. They, they they CGI'd all the characters back to where they were in two, Terminator and then shot them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> pew pewed them in the face. Pew, sorry, pew. audience. Oh, please, that's... please, YouTube. Don't mind. Caleb, don't I'm gonna quit that. if you keep this. On this. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hate this. Because you keep going back and forth, to make up I your know, mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I'm putting the hippo back in hypocrite. Nice. Franchise zombie. Franchise lasts longer than the author intended for. We say author here, but you know that's obviously in in, in related to books. But, the, but we Back to the Future. He's like one movie, really cool. And like, yeah. no, we want two more. You need more. Home Alone, probably more. the same thing. I would argue probably every franchise was like, this is a good movie, and then they're like, we want eight more of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there were some franchises. Now, like most franchises nowadays only stick to three, but back then, like in the 90s, early 2000s, they're like, you need a million of these things. Uh, Hellraiser (laughs) franchise. 
Oh, yeah. I know if it with a with Pinhead. Yeah, what God, what, I, there seven, eight films. There's like nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> there's a ton. Okay, I've Resident Evil. Yeah, oh, I, geez, I, I promise yeah. you, they, they they were like three three max. You know what I mean? What, is there five, four no, or five? There's of them? like seven, dude. No, not re- are you talking about the movies? Yeah, the movies. No, you're wrong. I think it's only like four. <laughs> if if anything, there's not seven of them. You're lying. You're fibbing. <clears throat> I hate to burst your bubbles, sir. No. How many are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're counting the animated ones? I'm counting the reboot. No, no. They're all live action here. There's they're all directed by the same guy. Them? Yeah, except for the last one. So there's there's six main films, and then there's a reboot. I don't know if you want to count the reboot, but I would. It's a movie. Sure, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Because Seven. it's way more than I thought it was anyway. So. There's Resident Evil, Resident Evil Apocalypse, mm. Resident Evil Extinction, Afterlife, Retribution, The Final Chapter, nice. and then, of course... And then the final, final chapter. <laughs> and then there's just wel- Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> Wait, the, the same reboot. guy directed that one? The new one? No, the new one is a new person. That's uh, okay. supposed to be Play, I wouldn't yeah. count that one then. So there's six. How dare you? Well, only because it's a completely different like idea, franchise, you know, they're trying to make... Let's see. It's the same franchise, sir. No, I'm okay. talking about movie franchise. Let's let's go here. Mila Jovovich portrayed Alice in all in all the six original films. But let's see if they if they do the Alice character, then I will okay. I will have to argue you're incorrect. Okay. okay. If they do Alice, yes. Yeah, but it's it's not gonna be the same cast, I promise no, you. Because they do like the actual video game cast, I think. Oh goodness, Claire Redfield, Jill Valentine, yeah. Chris. They put they basically what they did was they merged Resident Evil one and two stories into the movie. Okay. I wonder if it was any good. Probably no. not. But <laughs> here's the thing. Please, spoilers. <laughs> I, I actually really wish they would just make a standard Resident Evil 1 movie. Like, I mean, like, the merging it with 2 actually kind of oh, yeah. makes sense. But what they did is they spread too much thin. But, like, imagine the mansion, you know, like, oh, what yeah. they could do with it. Like, the idea, I'm like, yes, do that. Like, yeah. it's not that's not hard at all. No, I, I, I do agree with you on that. So, one second. So franchise zombie, Resident Evil, literally zombies. So you know, nice. there's a bunch. I, I bet you, ninety nine percent of sequels weren't even planning to have to be to exist, and that's why it's no. not the same cast, not the same director, because they were like, we're done. How many Jurassic Park films were there? Four. Before the you want to include, you want to include the reboot? Before the reboot, three. Okay, I thought there was a fourth one. Okay, I could be wrong. I mean, I'm sure there's a direct to dumpster <laughs> entry. You know. I love how they every uh, sequel to that they get like a, a returning cat one returning cast member they can't afford more than one right to be like they see did, they signed off on this did you ever see the Caddyshack movies Mm-mm. okay there's Caddyshack which has Chevy Chase and all, all those guys from that era mm-hmm. the second one has Ch- just Chevy Chase and he's he's his role is so downplayed to like one scene or something Caddyshack oh, too so funny. they grabbed a character that's not as funny and the sequel sucks but he goes to a bar and there's Chevy Chase yeah it's like, like getting Jeff Goldblum in yeah. Jurassic Park 2 to yeah. do one thing did you like the second one not especially I, I yeah no it's better than what came after but I'm with you it's not that but like Steven Spielberg was on it and he tried he wanted to make a good follow up and it's yeah. not it's not the worst thing ever like yeah there's that scene where the girl does gymnastics and kicks oh off gosh, the raptor out the window <laughs> dumb hey. but even he admits i was dumb right um so iconic sequel song a song introduced in the sequel rises to become iconic rocky when he's training montages iconic now like i put that on when i the one time a year i lift weights it almost feels manipulative <laughs> at this point though really? like if the after song? like 6 films 
when they play the Rocky theme, it feels just super manipulative. Well, <laughs> like it had its moment in the first two, maybe two films. Maybe. And then it's like, oh, this is the training moment. Yeah. Ra- and that's, that's Rocky. Rocky in a nutshell. I know. It's the same movie where people. You're not wrong, but... but they always did what the Rocky movies are just building up to a fight with the exception of Rocky Five, and that's why it sucked. But before that, what they did in lieu of telling an original story was come up with a better villain, or sorry, different villain each time. <laughs> By the time you get to Rocky Four, Rocky isn't just fighting a Russian. He's fighting the Cold War <laughs> with his fists. <laughs> he single-handedly ends the, the divide What between... a freaking world we used to live in where that was legitimately just yeah. like a real thing. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> you think I'm joking when I describe these. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So, all right. Immediate sequel. A sequel where the plot picks up immediately after the previous part. Back to the Future did that pretty well. The Alien franchise did that, too. Oh, really? I haven't seen yeah. Aliens. Any of Aliens? Have you seen Alien? Mm-hmm. Okay. Aliens... <laughs> I'm trying to remember, but it's essentially when she goes into sleep, she gets picked up by the the cast of the second movie, gotcha. <laughs> and then they go like that. The third one too. Oh, yeah. uh, at, the, at the beginning of the third one, everyone that escaped the first, the second movie died. Mm. Do you they, actually like it if there's time gap? I mean, I guess it depends on the story, but right. Do you prefer there to be a time gap or right when they pick off, like John Wick? Well, since you brought it up, let me see if that's, that's that is probably one of the tropes. Let me see. Is there in alphabetical order? Time, 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 time. Tone shift. No, oh. your princess is in another castle. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm yeah, okay. yeah. I like time gaps. I like time. Skips. I like, like, yeah, I like to see how the characters change. You know, like almost like being surprised by it. Because, yeah. like, I feel like it's really hard to make a character grow continuously. Yeah. Um, for three films, say they took pick up one after the other. It's very hard to make a character grow, you know, yeah. that because typically it's only in the matter of days in their world. But like to put like a year long time gap, like Luke Skywalker, Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. he's a very much changed person. Yeah. From the first film to the last film, like he's definitely grown a lot. And there's been a couple years, you know, since then. Yeah. Um, I think Force Awakens or sorry, um, Last Jedi takes place like a week or so after first Force Awakens. So there's not a whole lot of change there. Um, but also like John Wick. It works for John Wick because, like, yeah, why would there be a time gap? Why would he, like, yeah. go out of fighting, you know, and then come back, right? So some stories it works out, but most part I think I actually prefer further to be a time gap. Yeah. So uh, now sometimes it's done worse than others, right, obviously, but... It explains the aging, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I hate to keep bringing up beating this dead horse. Sorry, mm. beating this unalived horse. Sorry, I know you're going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> Just one more. Yeah. <laughs> Just one more joke gets out of here. <laughs> Work with me, audience. Um, the Terminator franchise yeah. keeps doing that, where they'll start off where de-aged Arnold, mm. and then and it actually looks all right for yeah. some of the movies, and then time jump, and now he's old, and they lose their budget, yes, yeah, <laughs> and then and then he's old. <laughs> um, mm. But time jump, I'm not okay when it's like they'll start off the movie like again, Dark Fate shot uh, John Connor in the face, and then the time jump, yeah, we just have to deal with it. You know, it's like I'm still recovering, and then they still they still no breather. There was yeah, no breather. Yeah, no breather. You know that we need the scene where she's like, "Oh no!" and then has a beach episode. Yeah, she goes to the beach like, "Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna sit here." In the yeah, sand. yeah, and then and then like Arnold shows up and he's like, you know, he <laughs> takes his shirt Hello. off. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. You know, and it, but no, no, not a thing. <laughs> Legend fades to myth. People having a skewed memory of a previous installment in the sequel. That's not going to include Ghostbusters two. Because they just ignored the first movie, but like think right. of like uh, 
the first movie happens by the second one, probably a time jump, and everyone's like, uh, I don't remember. Yeah. But think of like Force Awakens when Han Solo is like, it's true. All of it. He's oh, talking about the Force. Yeah. But it's like legend. Yeah. Or she's like, you're Han Solo. You're legendary. Like stuff like that. I actually really like that stuff. I like that too. And that goes with the passing of the torch, you know? Mm. So I like, I like it when a film takes place kind of like Force Awakens did a little bit. Yeah. I don't even like the... I, I like it when maybe one character returns. Yeah. One. Maybe yeah. two, but one. Um, I know Clone Wars did it really well with Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a long time has passed, like 30 plus years or something. And yeah, legitimately just like that, like the events of the first film are like talked about. Games do it too. Yeah. Uh, and I like it then. Sure. When like, say your character does something and then the next game you're playing as another character and they're learning about the things that your previous mm-hmm. character did. I'm like, that's good world building. I like that. Yeah. You know, like that no, establishment, that. you know, yeah. it's really cool. It's like fun. Yeah, it is fun. Meeting the parents sequel. Sequel where one of the protagonists is mommy and daddy are introduced. Because does Meet the Fockers count? I would. Because the first one so. was Meet the Parents, but the second one he's meet. They're meeting his parents. I so. can't believe it. So did that start the whole? Did that start what this is talking about? The trope? No, because Meet the Parents was the original film. It would have to be a sequel like the Santa Claus movies, where they bring in the parents. You know, like to add that number <laughs> layer of hilarity. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> like. It's definitely like for last most of the time. It's hard enough introducing my fiance's parents to my parents. Why would I want to watch a movie? <laughs> or Spy Kids, Spy Kids Two, or Spy Kids Three? When the we don't talk show. about those. Now I'm about I to walk off. I love those male <laughs> movies. You shut up. I will watch those right now. Short Boy and Lava Girl as well. Put them all on on a marathon. If you put them on in the five minutes, I will walk out. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I will fight you. Those right. films are I'm great. joking. I actually kind of like those. No. Um, Mission Peck sequel. Same game, different levels. <laughs> Doom. <laughs> Say the Doom games do this. <laughs> uh, same, well, yeah. Probably. Same level Peck. Same game, just new levels. Same thing. God of War does it too. I don't know. Are you talking, okay, you're talking about the Doom reboot? The yeah, reboot? Yeah, yeah. No, dude. The second one added way more than the first one had. Different levels. No. More gun- talking about? More guns. You get the freaking Crucible which is an awesome new way. They give you a new way to use your chainsaw where it's not like so, you know, not so readily available. You yeah. get the grappling hook shotgun. Sure. Like you get more mobility. But at the you heart get more of abilities. It. No, you could say that about so many things. But, but, the, but that's the trope. That's why it's a trope. No. I, I, I agree with you. You could say it about so many no, things. No, no, no. You're talking about what that's talking about is like original Doom games where like it's Doom 2, 1, 2, where legitimately it's the same exact everything. Because I mean, because the same principle levels. applies to Mortal Kombat. Where they're all the same, essentially, but different levels, different characters. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, more so probably. <laughs> that even ties into more diverse sequel. A sequel is more inclusive than its predecessor. By MK11, mm-hmm. or say MK9, MK10, there's a lot more diverse characters now. You yeah. know what I mean? So, no. Nonlinear sequel. The sequel doesn't take place after the first story. What they- does it do? Well, they, to me, that sounds like the one we just did, where it's the same title but different everything. Oh. You know, I thought is it talking about a film that takes place at the same time of of the previous film? It doesn't say that. It just okay. says doesn't take place doesn't take place after the first story. So nonlinear. So maybe maybe it's the same story, just different order. Mm. You know, prequel. I don't know. Mid to quill. Yeah, maybe numbered sequels. 
When a sequel title has a number, Mission Impossible 2, 3, 4, 5, 28, Rocky 7. Yeah, you know. I love how like the people taking themselves seriously jump drop that like really quickly. Like, yeah. You're not going to get Dune 2 or you're not going to get Avatar 2. <laughs> Wait a minute, they did that. I like this one. <laughs> Oddly named sequel 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. I, the, actually, Electric Boogaloo is... I feel like we hit that one last time. I don't think we did, but we I've made jokes about it <laughs> yeah, you know, throughout the whole course of this show. Mm-hmm. But that's because it's like it's a real thing. You yeah. know, it just has a weird... I can't think of any other movies though that do it. You know? Um... Jaws 3D, <laughs> I guess <laughs> something like that. But I know what you mean. You get the idea. Yeah. Refusal of the second call. The hero of the original is available to save the day again in the sequel, but refuses to help. Okay. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of Rambo, where he's like in prison serving his time for the first movie, and then he's like, "Hey, we could use you," and he's like, mm, "No." <laughs> it's like, please, mm, maybe. Yeah. Please. And, yeah. Yes. But, I mean, they usually say yes, right? At the end, when they needed them most, they vanish. Running the asylum. Hired fans turn Fanon into canon. Yep. I'm aware of this. The heck is that? It's either... Well, it's either um, the example of fans essentially winning out to the point where they can actually take over the franchise, like Mm. if they actually get into the industry, or... I mean behind-the-scenes production. Yes. Or, Or... It gets to the point where their fandom actually gets so in depth that it actually becomes like almost unofficial canon. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. Hmm. All right. But there are some times when like fans will create something and creators will be like, yeah, that's true. Like that's what happened. Let's see. Sequel reset. The resolution from the first story is undone for the sequel. All the Terminator movies after two. Yeah. Soft reboot, both the sequel prequel or some extension of a canon and a partial reboot. Star Wars. Force Force yeah, Awakens, Jurassic World. I'm actually leaning more. I mean, I used to like soft reboots. Now I'm kind of leaning towards, I kind of wish there were more hard reboots. Yeah. I mean, like soft Indiana reboot, Jones. Terminator is hard, soft reboot. Yeah. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, kind of a soft reboot, I yeah. guess. But I don't are they rebooting the franchise? Well, they. I mean, you know, uh, at the end of the fourth one, they teased Mutt taking over, yeah. and then nothing. And right. They talked about it. I know that for sure. Same thing with this last one. If it was a big hit, I promise you that girl would be wearing the same oh, hat. You're right. You know what I mean? So I guess it would be like a soft right. reboot. Yeah, passing but, of the torch. Yeah, for that reason, I'm more of inclined for hard reboots yeah. nowadays. I used to used to think differently. Well, let's wrap up here with two more. I like this one. You already brought it up. Third is 3D. The third installment in a series <laughs> is filmed in 3D films or undergoes a video game 3D leap. Yeah. Yep. Spy Kids, Jaws 3D, every cartoon where they're playing paddle ball and the ball is coming straight You're just saying you. about, that's just Spy Kids again. You're talking <laughs> about Spy Kids, aren't you? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Mars Needs Moms? <laughs> um. Anyway. All right, last one. Your princess is in another castle. It looks like the story or arc has ended, then another world villain problem appears. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, got to get wrapped up. Got to pull up another shift and pay off this honeymoon. We? Sorry, me. Yeah, yeah you want to come with me? Sure. Like, we could use you. Yes. <laughs> it's, you're not, you're not going to get paid, though. Unfortunately. <laughs> I need it, yeah. Well, guys, we love you. Thanks for joining us this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and this time that we got to spend together. Thanks for wasting an hour with us. On the Third Wheel Podcast, where we are voted best thing to do is turn us on and walk away. You know what? I appreciate you all so much. Caleb appreciates you. But most of all, God appreciates you. Jesus. And (laughs) Jesus beat up Moses for me. You got this, Jesus. (laughs) 
All right, we love you guys. See you all next time. Mm.